What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Halftime Snacks podcast. This show features short interviews that you can listen during the halftime of your favorite sports events. Every Tuesday, I host fun conversations with talented people in the sports industry, where we'll learn from their stories, knowledge, and experiences. So go grab your favorite snack and come snack with us. Are you ready? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce a data scientist and athlete who really loves extreme sports and outdoors adventures. <laughs> Her life mission is really to change the perspective and the perception of what a woman is to achieve equality in society. She's the CEO and founder of Wild AI, a platform that applies the science of female physiology to athletes to enhance their performance in their everyday life. They provide women with uh, training, nutrition, and sleep recommendations based on their physiology, considering whether they menstruate, use birth control, or are in menopause. Uh, it is a pleasure to host her today on the Halftime Snacks. So without further ado, Helen, welcome to the Halftime Snacks. Thanks, Ronan. It's a pleasure to have you here finally, and uh, we're going to get into so many different topics, uh, your story, your background, how you came up with it, Wild AI and, and everything else. But right before that, uh, we always started off with uh, an icebreaker here on the Halftime Snacks. So the one I have for you is, uh, and I know, I know you, 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 you maybe have a few of those, but what is the craziest adventure you've ever had? The craziest for you in your mind, what was, what was the craziest adventure you ever done? Uh, good question. I think craziest, maybe it's, um, because of the performance that was linked to it. Um, I signed up to a 100K ultra marathon and, um, and uh, yeah, just like preparing for it and then going through the experience of, you know, like really long race. Uh, and uh, we were in a team, so you have to be together the whole, the whole way through with 6,000, uh, meters up accumulated um so like quite a tough race uh but i guess humanly a really incredible human experience like everyone shares and you might run out of water but people give you a bit of water it's just like really really beautiful experience and then but then physically and emotionally it's like it's quite crazy because you go through stages where I don't know. I was talking to the trees and to the monkeys I was meeting. And so, yeah, just like really extreme, uh, like all the different stages I was going through, but then uh, crossing the finish line, I think is like one of the most uh, strong physical and emotional experiences I've had. Did you always were very keen and passionate about extremes or was that something you developed along the, along the years or how exactly in your life you you kind of adapted yourself to that kind of sports. Yeah, actually, it's, it's funny. I actually, you know, when people say, oh, it's good to have a balanced life and a little bit of everything, I actually think it's good to have extremes. Like, I really like to go full on into something and then and then go, yeah, go 100% for it. And then, and then if it doesn't work, like, maybe switch. But I'm quite keen on extremes as opposed to an average balanced um, approach to things. And so did I always, was I always like that? I always liked like adventures and things like that. But growing up, I don't think I was really into extremism, more like it developed over time. 
Um, and and I always liked what is called extreme sports, like off-piste skiing or, or things like that, but really doing it proactively and seeking them mm-hmm. uh, really a lot of time, I think. Interesting. And and maybe going thinking back in into your life, your personal life outside of sports, are you also a very uh, keen or very uh, uh, you have that perspective on taking extremes in your life, like where your transitions uh, and changes of things that you were doing out of a sudden like sounded absolutely crazy? Or was that is that a different mindset when it's outside of sports? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, like, it also depends who's looking at it. I, I guess for some people, it might sound crazy, but um, mm-hmm. but then, you know, like, I take risks uh, mm-hmm. by measuring them as well. I'm really happy to take risks, but I do measure them. So I don't do things. It, it might seem that I do things at a whip of a, of a foot, but actually I, I do measure risks. Um, I measure risk and I like to take them. And that's also true professionally. Um, I changed careers a few times. I launched my business. And I guess for many people, creating a business from scratch is crazy. But at the same time, it's it's extremely rewarding. So without risks, without like uh, going into the water and then and getting a little bit wet and uh, like it's a little bit scary, you don't really have the rewards on the other side. So I do really enjoy you know like having a blank page and not knowing what's going to happen measuring what might happen and then deciding to to take the risks and so keeping that in mind because i think that's important how exactly you came up or what, what was the primary sources what were the primary sources of inspiration to come up ideally uh from the first you know first time you had the idea for for wild ai what were some of the sources of inspirations or measured risks that you kind of like measured and, and saw that there was this opportunity there out there yeah actually it's, it's funny like coming back to the risk and the measures like the reason why it's called wild ai is because the ai come from artificial intelligence but come from like data sets etc and i think like if you understand the rules really well if you understand your data and if you understand your body then you could go beyond and go wild and that goes together and then like to create the company and to to start it like i really needed what we're doing now and then the what what we are creating for women like the research and what we provide to women is something that i really needed and wanted and uh, and that women need and want to too so we we're solving an issue and it's really rewarding in that sense and you talk a lot also about the challenges as a women in the in the industry in sports and and every everywhere else since since the time that you kind of like started facing it till now what are some of the differences the contrasts or the progress that you've seen so far um as a woman in sports well, i think things are changing a little bit but the reality is it's really slow um like women need funding and not like more support or more mentors and that is from like actual sports to companies that support women in sports um and and so things are still slow like investments in companies like mine are still like really tiny compared to to other type of companies um because a lot of the the money is still held by by men who don't necessarily associate themselves to to the issues and when it comes to to female sports there's still like such a massive discrepancy between um how 
female athletes are trained and the money behind and the medias who portray them, etc. So we still like have a lot of work to do. More people speak out, but uh, yeah, it's a long journey ahead still. Okay, and I, so a lot, lot okay. of work to do. <laughs> and and I want to maybe inverse the question and ask you what is something good actually about equality and inclusion in sports that you would like to see replicated everywhere else like what is something sports is doing actually well in that sense i think that's for for anyone like women but also like just people who are less valued and more discriminated in general sports is a playing field where you have a chance to um, feel empowered so i give you some example like we spoke to a lot of our users and and some some of our users are c-level people in companies and some of our users are women who have a job that they don't necessarily consider as as really like high profile job but then they're at the same time they're an iron man and or an iron woman and that makes them feel like really empowered and i think sports has this potential and this Um, yeah, this magic that when you do sports, you f just feel so good because you have these endorphins and all the hormones that are linked to, to, to doing sports and it makes you feel that things are possible. And so we see actually a lot of women who are athletic when they're young actually also reach quite high levels, positions in work because I think it gives us the certainty that we can do certain things. So, um, yeah, I think it's very, it's very like, great environment and healthy environment to see things change and then and then how other things have changed like we do see women like female soccer teams in the u.s getting more money price um we do see female cyclists uh you know like participating in the tour de france now so there is a bit of change that's true uh we still need more but there is a little bit of change well always always seeing progress is is a good sign at least so i think um people like you that are driving the, the disruption and are driving you know the leadership in that sense uh always always need we need always need to like uh hear and and understand you know what are some of the things that that pioneers are are doing or working on um but now maybe switching a little bit more into like performance which is most most of what wild ai focuses and by the way i love i love the connection between wild ai uh, the measurement part of data and the wild is the two the two combined is basically basically describes your life uh measured risks uh, which i like I, i i like a lot um but switching over to performance what are some of the things that you've learned about women performance Uh, one or two things that impressed you the most, learning from from studying the da data and jumping into you know the deep end of analytics and understanding what like what are some of like one or two things that quick quickly come come to mind for you in in terms of women performance about yeah uh, sports. So first of all, <laughs> maybe one thing that is still a surprise for most people is that women actually have incredible bodies. Uh, like it has been portrayed as the, the opposite. You know, like when you're in sports, like being a man is a bit the holy grail, like men are fast and strong and women are not. And so we are actually like presented as the opposite being like basically weak and not very interesting. Uh, the reality is actually that we're not like we have an incredibly powerful body and it is a very different body than men. Uh, but we are more endurance, we're more resistant to Uh, extreme environments and things like that. So we really have benefits actually of being women. 
And then also the other thing is that the female body is an incredible fine-tuned machine. Like every single month from scratch, we can create a human. It's like the most different thing on the difficult field on the planet. Like the best scientists can't create a human in a plastic box, whereas a woman in nine months like pops you out a whole human. And so when you think about that, it's like it's pretty incredible. And the female body, every single month can create that, but there, it isn't only the only purpose of the female body. And so when you understand what the female body needs and when with the menstrual cycle, it's actually really powerful. We just didn't really know how to fuel that body. So when you have your periods, you need iron. When you ovulate, you need fats. After relation, you need to time your protein intake, etc. And if you understand that, you actually really reduce the negative symptoms and really are able to push on the positives. And that's a really, really um, rewarding. And that's why women love the app is because they they get to to feel that we're in their own bodies. And maybe jumping a little bit deeper into that, I uh, want to ask you maybe what are some common beliefs or thoughts about people that are not really experts um, that as they assume to be true? Uh, it could also be women, maybe not, not only men, but uh, people just or users using, using the app. Uh, what are some of the beliefs that people or women assume to be true about performance, about how, how their body can react to specific things? Uh, or or do different things that you kind of like disagree with, like you that you've seen most of the truth through the data and through the app that now you know or maybe want to share uh, practical tips for everyone out there listening uh, why that that may not really be true. Yeah. So first of all, that as I was saying, that women are not these weak little beings. Like we were never fragile little human beings like we, we are like basically superhumans and a lot of the like just the literature the marketing on what is a woman has been wrong and presented us as uh as, as weaklings um so i think like this is something we need to change for both men and women really um and um and, and change yeah, an entire societal thinking around that um but it, it really goes into this whole female empowerment movement together with male empowerment movement you know like a little boy when he's you know at school and the other boys would say like oh you like you look like a girl or you like you gay etc what he hears is being a girl being feminine acting like you know someone who who who's gay and like which they associate to being feminine is like the worst thing that can ever happen. So of course, when a boy grows up, he doesn't think that women are great. So like, we really need to change that entirely. So it's, it goes like, there are just so many levels on that. Maybe jumping now a little bit deeper on, on also on the science and the type of analysis that you guys do. Uh, I saw that you guys posted uh, very recently on, on the, on your socials. Um, more more graphs and analyses and, and best practices for for some of the things that you guys have learned from your users related to fatigue uh how uh how fatigue impacts performance uh the different types of activities that people like to do um so <clears throat> maybe maybe let's 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 talk a little bit more about about the science and maybe the best practices um for people here Uh, what, what, what kind of like symptoms uh, that people are starting to report on the app or that you've started to see in, 
uh, kind of like also sur surprised you, like things that you weren't expecting that were very relevant for people, people's per performance. Are there some of different symptoms that you've seen um, very interesting for you at least? Uh, yeah, I think one thing that's probably like surprised like is more um, like uh, like just just because of what happened with the moments. Like we we when people were starting to get COVID vaccines. Um, women had late periods, early periods, and we thought it was maybe just um, like, you know, some stories here and there. But then we did the first survey ever on like the impact of COVID vaccine on women. And we realized that uh, it had really strong impact. So that's something that we detected first through the app and then doing an actual survey on it. So that was really interesting, uh, but more like anecdotal on the on this specific topic. And then... Um, and then, yeah, just what, what women report and what changes when they follow the recommendations, very interesting. So negative symptoms like premenstrual symptoms can actually be really reduced if you serve well your body. So if you uh, do the right exercises when your body, you know, when you're really strong and you push really strong, and then when your body wants to recover, then you recover well at that time. If you follow that, actually, we see like... Um, the what they, what they track really impacting being impacted positively and in terms of like let's say uh rest and sleep which is something that you guys also cover uh is there something that you changed your mind the, the related also maybe coming back to the idea that you had this like extreme mindset and maybe i don't know if you were very active and and not really take took rest seriously but did you change your mind when you learned more about like how sleep and, and, and resting your body can improve actually your performance or were you always like very keen into that? Like what, what were your thoughts around, around sleep and recovery? Yeah, it's a really good question. Actually, I, I it's, yeah. So I really associated uh, performance to just the act, like the training and the performance itself and recovery, like including supplements, all the recovery processes and sleep. I kind of, didn't really take it into account. I would sleep well before an event, but after I wouldn't really think that my body needs it. And, and I think like a lot of athletes still today have that mindset, which is the pre-event is quite important, but the post-event is less important. And actually like I read a lot and I also like by, by tracking a lot of my metrics and my data, I understand that it takes me a few days to recover. And if I don't give that to my body, I actually like in the long, long term or the mid term, uh, I'm impacted negatively. So I've really learned the hard way that, uh, yeah, sleep recovery is so crucial and such a part, an integral part of the, of the activities themselves. Um, so, and, and that's also something that we are trying to communicate within the app. But uh, I think like the mindset is like, okay, if I can train for an event, I'll put all my efforts before and after I don't really want to to hear about it anymore but um so yeah definitely no i was uh, i was pretty part of the less uh educated ones <laughs> Switch, okay. switching maybe now to talk a little bit about the market that you you guys are focusing on and maybe for the ones listening that are very interested in what you're speaking about right now who are really your target customers or who should really download the app and and go go out there and start using it, recording and, and, and reporting their, their symptoms or the things that they do and how they're feeling. Who is the app for and who should really get into, into wild AI uh, and, and, and understand what they do and, and improve their performance? Yeah, so it's for all women. Uh, 
who are either have a menstrual cycle, use any type of contraceptives, or are in perimenopause or menopause. So that those are the life stages we currently cover. And women who train like two, three times a week up to Olympians, we have everyone in between. And if you have a wearable, it's great. We integrate most wearables. Um, it gets you more information. You don't need to have a wearable, but it just uh, yeah, women who have a wearable, they also get more information from it. And and it's great because you're talking about, I mean, I, I'd say it's just 50% of the population can use this. Uh, are you guys also thinking about expanding to a specific side of men performance or this is only for women and 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 that's it what, what are your thoughts around that because i think that you're you're getting into and you're and you're learning things that could probably also be useful for men yeah so that's why i ask uh if that could be could bring any value to men on the long run yeah um it's uh, it's really good question and i think like you're right we, we definitely have actually we have men who ask like can they use the app etc um but actually all the products out there, all the wearables, all the apps, they actually are for men today. So there isn't anything for women today. So for now, we're really focused on women and maybe at some point we'll, we'll expand to men. But we do have men using it and they use the menopause version of it, uh, which, may, which we find quite, quite funny. And, uh, but it is, it, is, it is like, it's the best product in the market and we want to, because all the really good tech, company, tech companies, et cetera, so far they've really been serving men and they say like, you know, It also is for women, so women can use it. But the reality is when they do that, they actually exclude women because women have specificities that if you don't serve, you actually, yeah, you, women, women, you know, like if I take a wearable that takes body temperature and then tells me my body temperature goes up, so I'm sick. It's just, it says that because it thinks I'm a man. As a woman, I might be ovulating. Mm -hmm. So it's just incorrect. Mm, interesting. And in terms of product development and expanding and growing, What is the plan? What is the roadmap? How does it look like for the next 12, 16, 18 months? Uh, what, what do you have in mind? What are some of the goals that you are currently aiming uh, as, as a company and as an entrepreneur? Like what, what do you have in mind for the next couple of months? Yeah. So actually, like as I was t telling you uh, before, the, before the call, like today we're launching a, a big update of the app with Um, more like better ways of getting your supplements, trainings, and recovery recommendations. Um, and then the roadmap is uh, we will add uh, the possibility for you to have a coach and to have uh, trainings from coaches specific specifically. So you can sign up to the course of a specific coach that you like, of nutrition plans that you like, uh, etc. And um, and then really expand and roll out on that fascinating i mean it's crazy and it's and it's amazing to see what you guys um are doing how you guys are combining and using technology to improve the lifestyle of women uh and address their specific needs i think that this this is something that you know i'm impressed that this didn't exist not 20 years ago but uh and i'm more impressed than than seeing and seeing and and hearing from you Uh, from from what you're sharing, how you guys are able to you know deliver some quality you know results and insights. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us, uh, Elaine, or any any specific thing that we could expect um, from from Wild AI or from you as an entrepreneur uh, in the next coming years? You know, maybe five to ten years. 
or maybe what is your vision uh, related to the, the market or, or women in sports or um, wh what do you what would you like to see uh, from people out there in the next five to ten years and how are you how are you voting or are you uh, working with your messaging and with your words and with your work uh, to 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 build that future what 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 is that vision for you in five ten years yeah I mean like we we're really building you know like the best data tech company for women in the world like it just does not exist yet. And um, so we, we're creating this platform and we have very high ambitions. So, you know, everyone who works with women now, they might have start to starting to hear, to hear like women are different and they can you can train them differently and you really take advantages out of doing that. And so we have a really good response on that. So we really set ourselves as the, the pivotal point for everyone who works with women, whether it be coaches, nutritionists and way later doctors etc so we are creating this new way of understanding what the female body is and and yes we are a tech company but also like this we have a very strong voice as well and so really doubling down on that and uh, and making sure women of all ages life stages and ethnicities in the world have access to the tools and knowledge to perform um lastly uh, i want to ask you maybe a more personal question to get uh to to know you a little bit more personally um and the one the one that i prepared for you is uh suppose you you get a billboard uh you know the classic billboard in the, in the highway that's going to be seen by millions of people every single day uh you can only write a quote or a phrase or a sentence and that would be the message that millions millions are going to be reading every single day what would what would be the message Helen? what would you write on it Yeah, I think we would write, women were never fragile little beings. Um, and then just find out how well they are. Because I think that a, a big misconception is that, yeah, we're just like, just like these fragile little um, subhumans. So really changing that. very much for tuning in if you enjoyed this episode hit the subscribe button and leave a review on apple podcasts if you enjoy learning about the business and technology behind sports make sure you subscribe to the sports tech biz newsletter i'll leave the link in the show notes see you all next week bye bye